We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Light Years. Sam Spandiari here, sitting across from me, friend of the show, um, third third wheel even, Kyle Madsen. How you doing, man? Yeah, yeah, I'm just the tricycle over here. I'm just hanging out. <laughs> Six man, whenever you need me, I'm ready to go, man. The Jordan Poole to our Splash Brothers. Wow, that, that's that... <laughs> cold. That's cold game by you. See, I would take that as a compliment, but I know you and Andy both take that as straight disrespect. So, at a hundred percent, we're on the same wavelength on that. No, it's fine. Uh, uh, There's you know, worse players in Jordan. There indeed are. You know, shout out Nico Mannion. Shout out uh, Brad Wanamaker. The Warriors have really done a good job of bringing in players who never play in the NBA again. It's it's pretty unbelievable how many just like. I don't want to say not good, but how many, like you said, how many players come to Golden State and then just aren't in the league after that? Like Jonas Cherebko is gone. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's not the, okay. So Kelly Kelly Oubre is an NBA player. He's just not the right fit for the Warriors, you know, but those aren't the guys we're talking about. Kelly Oubre is the Jordan Poole of Andrew Wiggins's. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly, you, you know, I don't believe this to be true, but Jonathan Kuminga, you know, he could be could be Kawhi Leonard, he could be Jalen Brown, he could be Pascal Siakam, or he could just be any number of Kelly Ubrace, you know? So, if he winds up being Kawhi Leonard, I will eat this hat. I'm 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 betting against that. That's uh <laughs> although it would be pretty peak. It would be pretty peak if Jonathan Kuminga can't crack the playoff rotation for the Warriors. Gets and, traded and turns into Kawhi, and then turns into one of the three greatest mid-range shooters of all time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Highly, I, I, I think he's going to end up being a good player in the NBA, and I feel pretty confident he mm-hmm. will. Um, I, I just don't think he'll be that type of player. No, that I agree. Sense. No, I totally, I totally agree. It's like it's it's an unlikely outcome. So we're so we're sitting here recording this after. The Boston Celtics win game five, and the comeback is underway. 
And you know what? I'm I'm so excited to check out Bill Simmons' podcast tomorrow because I already know what's happening here. Full, oh full comeback. We're getting the full first time 3-0 in the NBA. If you're watching this on YouTube, you got a meme of the the Red Sox when they came back 3-0 with David Ortiz, Manny Ramirez, and all those guys. Hang on, jokes let's, let's no, I want to stay on the jokes just real quick. Is Derek White Dave Roberts in this scenario? Yeah, who's who's Bill Miller in this scenario? Who's um Bill Miller? Bill no, no, Al, Horford Al Horford is Kevin Millar. I think Al Horford yes. is Kevin Millar. Yes. I was gonna say Grant Williams is Bill Miller. Yes, I don't remember Bill Miller like talking shit to Derek Jeter to fall down <laughs> early in the series, but but I can Good I can point. go I can go with it. Um maybe Grant Williams is one five. Maybe he's Kevin Millar. You know the, they're if they pull it off, there are the similarities in the sense of uh, you and I are old enough to remember just how inevitable those Yankees felt and how much of losers the Red Sox were. Like, we're just like, yeah. they're a good team, but like, come on, man. And especially since Aaron Boone had happened the year before, yeah. it was a here we go again type of deal. The difference and the is- Yankees won four of the previous six, I want to say at that point. And... Um, you know, the Red Sox have like a 90 year thing going. Yeah. The difference, the difference is, is that Red Sox team <laughs> was super talented and so were the was. Yankees, but that Red Sox team was really good. Like you, you, we've already listed some of the players there, but the Celtics are way better than the heat. Yeah. They're supposed the, to, <laughs> they're supposed the Miami to heat are not the peak New York Yankees. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's uh breaking news no but that's that's kind of the whole thing with this series is coming back from 3-0 is is nuts but if boston had just swept the first four games nobody would have blinked no so they got down a 3-0 hole and then if they win the next four it's like oh that's probably about how this is supposed to go how how so so give me your percentage chance that boston comes back because honestly i think miami's just gonna close them game six yeah, kind of right. This feels like, but this all feels it like take, Miami. All it takes is one. All it takes is one game, and then all of a sudden it's like, uh, uh, you know, that's how. That's a little bit how it feels right now. Mm-hmm. But I think it's because Miami didn't play particularly well down the stretch of Game Four, and then Boston got a win and then got to go back to the crib. Like that's, I think they were. I think they were like minus nine and a half tonight. Yeah. Uh, on the on the final line like they were they were supposed to roll and they and they did they hit a bunch of shots early and Miami couldn't and whatever but if you told me Miami wins game 6 by double digits i wouldn't be shocked like everybody give me a prediction. No, don't no, hedge don't hedge where you at give me man give me Miami yeah give me my i think Miami wins game 6 107 96. And, and just the it. culture Kool-Aid is out. Oh my God. I can't wait. <laughs> a week, um, few days of discussion about whether Tyler hero should play. By the way, the funniest thing is watching these games and like Miami is the ultimate, like junkyard dog team. Like Gabe Vincent, you know, Caleb Martin, like J- even Jimmy Butler is their star. Like, 
they're not flashy mm-hmm. players. They're just, you know, grit and like just leading into the culture stereotype and all that sort of stuff. And then they pan to Telehero on the bench. Who's dressed like Malibu's most wanted at all times. <laughs> he looked like he looked like if Beetlejuice played in the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> Just Beetlejuice with the drip. I mean, a few of them, like last game he had like the uh the bucket hat, but it was um a corduroy material or something like that. Like it's just it's you know it, you and I both retired those outfits from our wardrobe a couple years ago. Say, so. Speak for yourself, bro. <laughs> you have not been on vacation with me. That's true. That's true. I'll I speak have for a, my... I have a romper. Oh, romp him. Yeah, I have a romp him. <laughs> I only wear it in Vegas. Nice. But I own one. Yeah. Nice. It's my, um, it's my party outfit. No, it, I, I, that's the thing about Miami is they got down 15 tonight. Yeah. And my, my thought process was, okay, sure, they could claw back into this. But every time they came down on offense, like with the Warriors, it doesn't always go this way, but it's like, Steph needs to take this shot. Unless you can get Clay open in the corner. Like, Steph needs to be the guy here. And that's like, it. Boston has Tatum. Every, every team has that guy, except Miami. Because even Jimmy Butler gets it on the perimeter, and you're not going, oh, Jimmy needs to shoot that. You're thinking they need to work for a better shot than this. That's not the Celtics will live with the Jimmy Butler three all day. It's just so weird. But then Jimmy might hit it and then just be like, I'll play off Jimmy, you know? So, yeah, the moment didn't feel big enough for Jimmy to hit those, though. Like knocking down a three to cut it from 15 to 12 with, with, you see him, you see him on the bench, very cocky with the just like kind of laughing to himself, like, I'm going to close these guys in six. That's how it looked. Mm-hmm. And the way get <laughs> this is peak Miami Heat. Like this is the reason the Heat are the Heat. The way Gabe Vincent <laughs> looked after the game, like just kind of nodding his head and high fiving his guys, and like we're gonna be fine. I just think that that locker room is is in. They're the antithesis of the Warriors locker room this year. Yes, yes. So I mean, we'll see how it plays out. I, I do think, like, look, every Warrior fan is frustrated they lost around two, but I've found the basketball very enjoyable post Warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, and watching it from a Warriors lens, it's a lot of like, what do they need to do to get better next year? Aside from, you know, not internally fight all year and then pretend they're not. So that's the first thing. But like, mm-hmm. it, it has been enjoyable. I, I want to ask you this: like, we all saw the story trending. It's been a thing since the Nuggets swept the Lakers. Like. Why are the Nuggets not covered more often? Oh, they're boring. That sort of thing. Where are you? Where are you at with Denver in this whole thing? Do you think they're? Just, do you think they were undercovered all year, or do you think they just kind of shocked everyone and people don't know how to make it? And and now we're here. Now we're here confronting the fact: shit, these guys might actually be the best team in the NBA, not just this year, but like the team you have to go through for the next couple of years. Yeah. I think because they continued to fall short, I was saying this, I said this all year, Denver's good. I need to see it when it matters mm-hmm. because we, we hadn't really gotten that chance yet. And I think that's been the whole issue with Denver is like Nikola Jokic and everybody knows that 
he's great. But I think the perception of Denver was Nikola Jokic is really good. And he's just not good enough to get them over the hump in the playoffs. So forget them in the conversation because sure. there's Steph. We've seen him and, do it. There's LeBron. We've seen him do it. KD is with the Suns now. There's there we know were, he's he can he can play in those moments. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. And now the Nuggets are here, and it's not a shock that they're here. I think the vibe is oh they did it, good for them. I agree. And like part of me is, you know, so to counter your point, uh, Jamal Murray hasn't been healthy. Mm-hmm. Michael Porter hasn't been healthy. Right. Mm-hmm. They made some changes on the margins, that that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. So it's like kind of like, of course, this is the year they would have pulled it off. But with all that said, you know, how many teams have we seen over the last eight years who were supposed to be next, supposed to beat the Warriors, supposed to be this didn't happen, you know? Um, yeah. and, and I'm not saying that to be like disrespectful to Denver or any of that sort of thing, but it's like, it's nice to see a team do it instead yeah. of just be the paper champions. Yeah. Um, and we'll, we'll see where they land over this, but like, it actually makes me excited to see how the warriors respond to mm-hmm. this in the off season. Cause if I look at Denver and who knows if they're going to win the finals, I would favor them against both Boston and Miami personally. I would too. But maybe they come up short. But even if they don't, Jokic 28, Jamal Murray's 26, Michael Porter's 24, KCP's 30. Either, I mean, he's, he's a nice he's, role player. He's either 28 or 37. Sure. Yeah. I mean, he's, <laughs> but he's, he's coming back. Aaron Gordon's 28. They're very much in the middle and, if not still able to improve phase mm-hmm. of like the team construction. Like they feel. I'm not saying they're as good, but they feel like the 2016 or 15 Warriors where you're like, no, no, they got like a couple more years of these players potentially even getting better. And, have, and that's and that's kind of something the Warriors got to deal with. Like they don't they have to construct a roster in context of like, how do we get through this team instead of just like, how do we maintain? I have two things. So mm-hmm. I want to put a pin in the nugget specifically for a second and get back to what we were talking about with kind of the coverage of them. Mm -hmm. I think this version of, of NBA media, the very, very online version of, of NBA media Mm -hmm. has not existed outside of the realm of the super team. And I think that there's a recalibration in the way the league needs to be covered. Yeah. And I think we're kind of seeing that like it went from what team is LeBron on? and the Warriors to, oh, hey, there were 12 teams in the league that could have won the title this year. 12 is too many, but you get it. You get what I'm saying. There was way more parity, and I think that's going to be the case moving forward. Like, Denver might be the favorite, but Philly's going to probably be in the mix. Boston's going to be right there in the mix. Milwaukee's going to be in the mix. You have KD and the Suns. What do the Mavericks do? The Warriors are going to be there. Mm -hmm. What do the Kings look like? Like, there's, there's, there are so many teams now that I think there needs to be a kind of recalibration of the way the sport is, is covered where it stretches to, okay, it's not about what team has this star or that star. It's the role players and the collection of like, like rosters (laughs) rather than, Oh, Kevin Durant is with Steph Curry. The Warriors are going to the finals. LeBron James is the most dominant player in these. They're going into the finals. Let's get through this and get there. Agreed. Agreed. All right. The other thing, Last thing. 
we're talking about Jonathan Kaminga and who we could, if Jonathan Kaminga turned into this version of Aaron Gordon, I'd be thrilled. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is this version of Aaron Gordon better than Andrew Wiggins? No, but if no, is he worse though? He's different. Like they play different. They play different oh. roles. I, I, I think like if, if Jonathan Omega could just do what Aaron Gordon does, it would be just a huge help for, for golden state. I do agree with you. Aaron, first off, all three of them are the same super toolsy, not yeah. really sure what they're doing with their tools wings, <laughs> you know, <Right. laughs> uh, in Wiggins case, the jumper came around, uh, in a much nicer way. Um, Aaron Gordon didn't, but he finally figured out how to kind of leverage his, his defense to yes. make an impact. And he is in 35% yes. of his threes, but like, you know, they're giving him, he changed it, his so. game a lot from when he was in Orlando. Yeah. In Orlando, he was trying to be a lead playmaking wing. Now mm-hmm. he's, I'm going to be the fourth, fifth option who does all the little things to help my team yes. win. Yes. And I do agree with you. If, if Kuminga can get there, that's, I mean, that's a fifth player in their main rotation. That's, mm-hmm. you, know, you got Steph, you got Clay, you got Wiggins, you got Draymond. Then you got another wing who, you know, gives you 10 some nights, 20 another, but like mm-hmm. settles at an average of 13 or 14, but is getting seven rebounds and like making a few deflections and doing stuff there. Like, yes, that's perfect for him. I, I still think the upside's higher, but I do agree with you. Like, clear this bar first. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's the thing is I don't want to make it seem like that's his ceiling because it's not. He could be significantly better than that. But if next year that's what he can contribute for them, and yes. then you know, he that's, has that's the a huge op- win. He, that is a yeah. huge yeah. win. Yeah. Absolutely. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. There's someone else on the Warriors we need to discuss, and it took us 17 minutes to get here. And that's okay. Anthony Lamb. Exactly. Uh, 40 or 45 minutes a game next year. Um, no. Minimum 45. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> um, okay. So Bob Myers is apparently supposed to address the media tomorrow. 
but that's been moved to next week. And, you know, KOC, <laughs> friend of the show on The Ringer, talking about how he was only at um, the Combine for a day and how, you know, it's a lot of Mike Dunleavy doing the GM duties and people are not sure what's up with Bob Myers. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I think we're headed towards what is the decision. Oh my God. Bob Myers here. <laughs> Honestly, like here's Stop. my here's my broad here's my question for you. Do you the longer this goes on, how confident are you that Bob's actually returning? Because I you know, if you asked me a month ago, I would have said, eh, I'm leaning towards him coming back. Mm-hmm. And now we're, you know, two weeks into the season ending. He still hasn't addressed the media. Everything leaking out kind of makes it seem like he's burnt out and he wants to take time away. And he could come around. Don't get me wrong on that. He could. But everything to me feels like he's going to walk, honestly. Yeah, this feels like one of those things where he wants to walk and he's waiting around to see if that changes. Mm-hmm. I don't think he wants to come back and he's sitting there going, ah, but maybe I won't one morning. That's, that's like where I'm at. If extending if were... it as long as he can to give himself that, that spark, like, okay, now I'm ready, but I don't, just don't think it's coming, man. That's kind of, that's kind of where I'm at. If he was if he wants to be an NBA executive, like GM, whatever, like head of basketball ops, whatever the, the, the title is for the top guy. I just don't think we'd be getting stories about him being unsure if he wants to return. I think we'd be getting stories about like the Clippers want to steal him, you know, mm-hmm. where he's trying to leverage the Warriors for more money. The way everything's playing out, it, it feels it feels like he 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 may want to just step away honestly like that's that's the way it comes to me i don't i don't know if i'm wrong on this i just, i just it doesn't feel like a guy who's leveraging the warriors for every last penny do you think okay i i think you're right do you think there's a world where he does he does the like the billy bean move where he's still like like in the front office technically as like an advisor but someone but else is running the show right he's stepped away from the kind of day-to-day stuff that way he's in the building and he can be around when he wants he can be away when he wants but he's still involved i don't think that's impossible honestly um i hadn't really thought about that scenario though but like like what was jerry west title advisor yeah give him that one Advisor doesn't make 10 million a year. That's fine. I don't think Bob, like, I don't think it's about the money with Bob. I think if he's going to make, I think if he's <laughs> going to make a couple million dollars or whatever, I, I don't know. I'm going to say a couple million to be there half the Joe, time. Just, just cut him two to three mil. Still Dude, Joe. Just, just put the two million on that doesn't count against the cap. Just cut him a couple mil. Maybe I'm, I don't know. I'm probably naive. Well, let me ask you this. Your gun instinct on this one. Do you, if I if I said, you know, take a guess. Do you think he's back? No, I think he's gone. Okay. So you're with me. Yeah, that... I just 
if if it's dragging out this long and you're unsure, I, I mean, I guess we all saw Moneyball. I guess he could listen <laughs> to like a recording of his daughter playing the guitar and change his mind. Uh, but doesn't driving like, by cellular right now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, going like, to go watch. Going to go watch a UCSB <laughs> prospect. Let's see how Ryan Rollins' rehab is going. <laughs> No, I, I'm. It wouldn't shock me if he's sitting there right now, going, "I don't want to come back," and the Warriors, or he's unsure if he wants to come back, and the Warriors eventually work out some kind of deal where he's back, but in a different capacity. And Mike Dunleavy does the things like GM summits and uh, the combine, and any <laughs> Mike Dunleavy goes to the Model workouts. UN and talks to the other GMs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That and then Myers can come in the you know whenever he wants during training camp and oh D- Draymond's contract negotiation is coming up. Let's this one because I know Draymond. Yeah, that type yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I that's definitely in the cards. It just doesn't. I don't know, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like it's trending that way. Yeah, William Mitchell asks a great question. The question is, do we trust Dunleavy to make this roster a contender? within the next three years. I'm going to take it a step farther because I don't think they have three years. Do, can, they be a, can, year? can they be back into contention next year? Steph's 35. will be 36 next year. It's kind of like, a, you know, go in or, or not. Do we trust Dunleavy? So my, my answer is yes, because I don't think there's a, like, there's not a ton of wheeling and dealing that can be done here. Their, their options are pretty limited. On the other hand, do I trust him to negotiate a contract with Draymond or get clay to take less than the max more than I trust Bob Myers to do so? No, but it's not that hard to look at their roster and say, okay, here are the guys that they can realistically trade. Let's see what they can go get for them. Yeah. So, so my thought on it is on the one hand, the warriors are pretty, like it's not Bob sitting in a tower, not talking to everyone. Like they're a pretty collaborative front office. So I don't think m- the brain trust necessarily changes. Right. On the other hand, will Dunleavy be the guy who can pull off a move that Bob couldn't pull off to maybe give this roster that final piece, mm. maybe make that trade we'd all wanted, but, but didn't. I do you think do you think just, Mike Dunleavy Jr. has extra gravitas with players because he's a former player? No, because I think <laughs> Bob's big thing is he has gravitas. Gravitas. Right. Like Bob is very good at that. And obviously the or clearly the the core guys want Bob back because they trust yeah. Bob. They know Bob. And you hit a certain point, and you're like, I really don't want change. I'm only gonna play for another three years. Like, <laughs> you know, that sort of thing, right? Right. Um so I understand why the players are lobbying for Bob. I guess my question is, can Dunleavy be like, you know, the Boston Celtics, Danny Ainge ran that show for forever. Mm-hmm. And Ainge at the end was the master of, oh, we were close, but we didn't make a deal. You know, a, a lot of leaks about deals they could have done, but didn't do. Right. Mm-hmm. And then Brad Stevens gets promoted ideologically nothing changed like they all have the same vision of what basketball looks like they're interested in the same type of players but brad stevens was 
able to execute some moves that maybe Danny H wouldn't have done. You know, he goes yeah. and gets Derek White, he gets Malcolm Brogdon. Um, they do a couple different things that aren't like it's not like they're changing what they're about in terms of the players they value. It's just like he's a little more aggressive. He's willing to maybe trade a pick that Danny Ainge wasn't willing to trade. You know, like mm-hmm. he, he just that whole like, you know, mindset's like, let's just go for it. You know, we'll deal with the the back end when we deal with it. And I wonder, and I don't know this to be true. Mm-hmm. I wonder if if Dunleavy would be the same way where it's like, do I think Dunleavy is going to all of a sudden be like, you know what we need? We need Russell Westbrook and Steph standing in the corner. Like, no, I don't, <laughs> I don't think like it's going to have a rapid shift in ideology, but yeah, maybe it'll be someone who's like, you know what? It's, it's okay, Joe, we can trade that 2026 first. Cause it's worth it. You know, whereas like Bob might be a little more conservative in those kind of manners. So I wonder if it would be the other way around. If Bob would be more apt to unload assets, Mm -hmm. young players, picks, because he knows, hey, I'm on a three-year contract. My contract runs with concurrent with Steph Clay and Draymond. Let let Kirk and Kent deal with with this Right (laughs) when I'm I'm retired on a beach. (laughs) No, seriously, though. Mm -hmm. And then would Dunleavy come in and maybe see Poole and Kaminga and go, no, those guys are part of a team I'm going to be looking at in the next two, three, four years. I don't want to have to start from ground zero with a rebuild and my Mm -hmm. first shot is GM. And so is he now more hesitant to give up picks? Does he really like Jordan Poole and Jonathan Kaminga or whoever? And now he's more hesitant to make those, to make those moves. That would be my bigger concern. Yeah. um, I don't know. I like what I know about Mike Dunleavy and like take this all at grain of salt is like I, I do think he's pretty like aligned with Bob and Steve in terms of the players he likes. Everything you read is like thing? he's he's attached at the hip to Bob, that sort of thing. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's a good thing. I think they have a very good eye on players who actually matter versus players like winning players, that sort of thing. Now, how much of gambler he is how much like those things those are different questions you know so i i would would you agree with me bob myers he's a very successful gm he's mm-hmm. worth like end of the day four titles or four titles he's overseen it everyone who works for the warriors adores him steph curry adores him like the core guys like it, it, he his reputation is worth it, it is deserved, right? Mm-hmm. I would say he's a pretty pragmatic GM. He's not an aggressive guy. He doesn't mm-hmm. make a ton of moves. He's big on, I'm going to get the guys I want and I'm going to stick with the process instead of making like eight or nine moves every year. Uh, obviously, that that's worked for him and that's done that sort of thing. I do wonder if maybe they need a little more aggression these final years of Steph's prime. Like mm-hmm. any way you want to put it, Steph's 35. I think he's going to probably exceed the limits of most players prime, but that doesn't mean he's going to play till he's 50. <laughs> so it'd be, be super tight. It would be, you know, it really would, now, but I'm operating. I'm operating under the assumption that they have a three year window. 
and maybe it maybe it winds up being less than that. But in my brain, I'm I'm doing three years. But the problem is, is we saw it this year in the playoffs. I think Steph and Clay ran out of gas a little bit. Agreed. The the help that they need needs to reach a higher bar, I think, than has been the case in the past. Then we like Ty Jerome as a development project. Yes. Agreed. That was like, that's why this year was a success for me. My my general perspective is it's not that I think the Warriors make bad basketball decisions in the macro. Mm-hmm. It's that their decision making needs to be on a 12 month basis because Steph Curry is still one of the five players in the NBA who can be the best player in a title team. And there's really only about five of those at any given time. Yeah. You know, like Jokic is having his moment right now. But we'd all admit, you know, Giannis, um, LeBron, if he's fully healthy, uh, you know, throw KD in there. There's a couple. There's Kawhi, if he's fully healthy. There's only a handful of guys who you feel confident Jokic. are good, good, exactly, good enough to be the best player in a title team. <laughs> and you kind of have to go for it when that guy's in his, his latter years. And that's the part where I'm just like, the guys are very slow and pragmatic when this guy is very old, you know, yeah. like it's, it's, this isn't 20, this isn't 26 year old Steph where we're like, it's okay. We'll take the long view and maybe we don't get there this year, but it's going to pay mm-hmm. off for four years down the line. Yeah. That's part of, that's part of what makes this off season. So fascinating. It feels like they're at a fork in the road. Yeah. And this whole time, like now there's two timers in there to pick one. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's where it is. And and we're going to talk about this and, and that's the thing. Like, that's where, let's see where they end with this Bob decision. That's step mm-hmm. one. That's step one in this whole process. Right. I feel very confident if Bob is the guy who steps away, they're just going to go internal. Oh yeah. So yeah, it'll probably be Mike Dunleavy. Honestly, that's, that's the thing is I don't, I don't believe in my mind. I don't believe their offseason looks that much different if it's Bob Myers or Mike Dunleavy running the show. I really don't. Yeah. I mean, I, I the where I push back at you is I, I give the Celtics analogy again, where like I don't think Danny Ainge and Brad Stevens have a different philosophy basketball wise. They just yeah. have different like aggressions. Right. And I wonder and I wonder if Dunleavy is more likely to execute a little more like Again, Maybe. like I said, he's not going to go out there and be like, you know what we need? We're going to trade young. You know, like he's going to get like no the same player that Bob would value. He just might be a little more like thirsty to spend. Yeah. The way, the way Bob talked it like the, during the buyout market. Exactly. Exactly. Was that's very, that's, don't need anything. Not going to do anything. Maybe he's a little more aggressive there. Exactly. I got a last topic for you, which is Sick. a very, which is a very fun one for us to get into. And that is LeBron James for GM. Uh, well, you know, you, you get him as a player, you get him as a GM, no matter what, like, let's be real. Maybe that's the move. Um, friend of the show, KOC. God, honestly, a lot of burn today he is. That's my guy. A huge fan. Um, he notes, you know, like what are the, what's LeBron going to do? And he mentions he might demand a trade to the Warriors. It's been a thing for a minute. 
Now, do I put stock into it? No. My question for you is more not the uh, realistic one. It's more as a Warrior fan, would you want LeBron James? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> LeBron in the Draymond role? Are you freaking joking me? But then what role is Draymond in? The bench one. <laughs> I know. No, I, I get I I I'm joking somewhat. You get with the question. So the question is like, there's, there's, there's two, there's two, the basketball part of it is like, yeah. Yeah. Basketball's not a question. It's like, yes, he could play with Steph and Clay. (laughs) Good good point. But then there's that, that part of me that, that I don't want, if Steph's going to win another title, I don't want it to be LeBron's title. And that's how that would go down in the larger oh I'm, conversation I'm, just, I, bro, I'm too, I'm too old to engage that okay do you have to you know that sort of thing but yeah. i'm not i am engaging <laughs> <laughs> but you're you're correct there the insufferability of yes how like undoubtedly winning a title without lebron would just have a better fuck you feel to it yeah, my question for you is so I, I i guess i think about it this way LeBron's 39, maybe 40. Uh, he's using hair dye on his beard to like, like you know, hide the grays. Cause like he's Not great, just like Grant Draymond, but he doesn't want people to know. Um, would at least part of you not want to see like just for one season, the Steph LeBron, like, cause it is a perfect basketball fit. Like, yeah, I, I don't think you need to be a genius to see how it would work basketball wise. No, it's just, it's one of those things that I've spent so much time despising him. And I'm not one of those people that tries to say like, oh, LeBron sucks. Like, no, he's one of the two or three greatest players to ever put on a uniform. I'm not, but no, he doesn't suck. I just hate him. (laughs) I just, no, seriously. Like every, even in this playoff series, like he gets a hand across the head and he's laying on the ground and he's rolling around like that kind of stuff. I just don't rock with it, man. And the theatrics and the post game in the post game pressers and his stupid ass wrist hand thing that he had. I, I just there's all the outside, there's the basketball stuff, and then there's everything else. And the everything else that I've just hated, save for all the stuff, the good stuff that he does in the community. That's great. But I I all the other theatrics and off court stuff, I just don't. And again, it's not that it's like outwardly negative i've just spent so much time hating it that i can't imagine accepting it and i think there would be a part of me that roots for the warriors that you're like begrudgingly like like yeah who is the number one athlete who would have burnt you if they were on your favorite team is it like i would have thought it it was richard sherman (laughs) yeah I was I was actually going farther. I was I was thinking like uh, like a Michael Irvin in his prime. I I was a little I'm a little young for for Michael Irvin. The OOs are a real wash for most various sports. So yeah, uh, maybe 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 a little Jeter on the A's. I'd have been fine with that. <laughs> would you would you would you have an O two though an O one? No. I mean, no, you'd have been, you'd no, been I was fine like, with I was it like in 2011. 11. Yeah. 
In 2012, right. you'd been like, this is cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is sick. Classic A's move. No, I just, I, I, <laughs> like eventually, like eventually I'd come around, right? And I think a lot sure. of people would. But what, as I sit here right now, that's not, that's not, if that was their only move, if that was the one thing he said, they're not going to win another title unless they get, then fine. But I think they can get there without them. And I think that's the, you. I think that's the larger part of me. This, this is like when Hideki Matsui went to the A's. <laughs> Here's uh, let me um, uh, let uh, pick a pick a good player, Kawhi. Let's just pick Kawhi. Yeah, I can say with my whole chest, like I would love to have Kawhi on the Warriors. I can confidently say that. Injury stuff aside, but that like level of player, LeBron, I cannot confidently be like, yes, I'm all the way in. There's too much history. I would just net right. I, too much yeah. bad blood. Too yeah. many. Too many Lego twenty threes in the mentions. That that's the thing. I don't need those assholes. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, I think I. I mean, I'm with you, uh, but I had to crowdsource it. I had to make sure I wasn't off the rails. So <laughs> you know what? What <laughs> we're talking about this online. What can LeBron do that Jonathan Kaminga can't? Um, set a screen. <laughs> Maybe. According to Steve Kerr, maybe. Are we sure? (laughs) Yeah. All right. Kyle, I appreciate you, brother. Yeah, man. Appreciate you. Anytime. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.